the Ringo Zone. It's a function sack of the Ringo Zone. Yeah, um, Welcome to it. My name is Max, and the Pokemon I'm looking for as my starter Pokemon is Scorbunny. Uh, my name is Kayla, and my starter Pokemon is Sobble. I'm uh, Natasha, and instead of rounding it out perfectly, I'm doubling up here, and I'm also going to start off with a Sobble. I figured I'm that was your yeah. Uh, I actually, with y'all's permission, uh, would like to talk a little bit about the ending of Change Your Mind, which we uh, kind of blew right past when we recorded for it. Uh, yeah. Okay, which okay. part of the ending? The, uh, Lars coming back to Earth and Sadie meeting up with him. Yeah, yeah, we dropped the ball We on did that. drop the ball on that, and we realized it right after we stopped recording. Um, so I, it's, it's a bummer that he's not here, but I suggested to Dylan that we wrap that up when we recorded Jungle Moon, because this is, for all intents and purposes, also a Lars episode, so it's kind of like a yeah, good... Just a, yeah. just, a quick, just a quick side yes. note, I feel like you said the next episode is Jungle Moon forever ago, and then we oh, God, kept I recording did. stuff that's not yes, Jungle Moon. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I can look it up and right now, actually. If you're wondering why, it's because in addition to, you know, the big episode, we've been up to shenanigans on our Fingal, on our, on our official Ringo our Zone Fingal. Discord channel. It's a Fingal. I, <laughs> it's a Fingal Ringo Zone Discord channel. It's a Fingal Ringle Zingle Distingle Well, you jingle. know, the Ringo Zone is a fickle thing, so you can mash that together to call it a Fingle. I you can. My point is, we have a Discord channel. If you want to chat with us and other weirdos like you who listen to us, um, that's cool. We just recorded our first live audience interaction event. We might do more of those in the future. And also, you get to hear me and Natasha and other people go on about like Pokemon and jojo's bizarre adventure and stuff and just you know talk to us if for some reason you want to we're so so lonely please come talk to us we have we have a robot who's in charge of the place and he never says a word i don't know why we keep him around because he's a robot and we love him okay so kayla you wanted to talk about lars and sadie yes and to follow up with your gut feeling max january 14th was when we said we would be doing jungle moon next uh, so it's been a bit. It is now bit. March 8th. It is now March 8th. It's been a hot minute. We're doing Jungle Moon now. Oh boy. So I have long talked about how I have been looking forward to Lars and Sadie reuniting. And it's odd. I'm I'm happy that they have met back up because it is something that has been like very long in the making. But I want there to be so much more turmoil than what we were set up to receive. And I feel like, uh, did we talk about this recently in the live recording? Because I, I feel think like we had we had an, we had one of the debate topics was is Sadie Lars a good ship? Yeah, oh, on our on our that, right? uh, great Ringo debate episode, which will air after this, and we're recording this now because, because it's so much more work because it is edit. so much more work to edit what what we cranked out uh, a couple days ago. Um, so we're we're given this little placebo actual real episode before we get to the fake episode, which is what we want to give you. Which is weird that you called the placebo uh, this episode the placebo. Yeah, no, the real show is nothing but saline you guys like we all know you're here for the fucking around yeah (laughs) so um so no we did we did talk about lars and sadie on that episode but uh so we we get this like genuinely sweet interaction between them and it kind of makes you think uh that that these both of these characters have come to 
the end of at least a large part of their whole character arcs because uh yes Lars is a space pirate and yes it suits him and yes Sadie is a rock star and yes it suits her and when we first met these characters we wouldn't have even imagined that these two characters would be where they are now and doing so well you know and uh I think in our episode that hasn't aired yet which I'm about to reference uh, when we were talking about Lars and Sadie and whether or not it was a good idea for them to be in a relationship together, I am hoping, I am hoping because I want there to be drama between these two because their lives are so different now. And like they have changed so much since the last time that we've seen them or that they've seen each other rather. He, he's totally like team dad to his crew. Yeah. No. So he's got all these aliens he's adopted and needs to take care of. And they're not necessarily cut out for, you know, like following sadie across america behind her tour bus every day you know obviously they're really happy to see each other but like the i i worry that the next step that's going to happen with them is that they'll be like fine and i don't want them to be fine with that like i want i want there to be like a lot of discord and a lot of like like lars dealing with trauma you know um and sadie like I, I, I'm pretty convinced that Sadie is still in love with him and, like, hasn't really, like, come to terms with the fact that she's now in love with, like, a pink zombie space pirate. Yeah, and definitely. When, and when we got their reunion, it was really sweet, but th- there's so much more that these two characters need to exchange. There's so much more that they need to talk about. I mean, I, I, I'd, like, I'd like that. I think it'd be interesting to watch, and it could very well happen. But I'm also going to say, when it comes back... Instead of, like, real progress, like, White Diamond is going to have a relapse into all her abusive behaviors. Oh god, I hope so. You can't change instantly. <laughs> and for me, I feel like something's going to happen, but not necessarily a full relapse, because I don't think the crew universe are that good of writers to I don't do think, that. I don't think they're brave enough, frankly. Like, yeah, I... So, Go Lars back and, and listen Sadie, to our Change Your Mind episode. Lars and Sadie will have something tumultuous, but... We just have to kind of wait and see what it actually is, because it could go either way. They could become a couple, or they could decide they can't be. Mm-hmm. We, I, I just, I honestly can't guess what the Crewniverse will do, because there's, like, equally strong arguments for either way. Again, I wish Dylan were here, because I'm going to talk about Rodanite. When Lars lands, and Rodanite has, like, historically been very panicky and very anxious, and, like... Think things are going to go wrong. Oh my god. Um, and then when she's like, you know, she's celebrating that she doesn't have to deal with the diamonds anymore. And then she opens up the, the door and the diamonds are all right there. And it's a very funny moment or whatever. Yeah. She finally, she just accepts her death right then and there on the spot. And she goes, well, we're fucked. I fucking would. Yeah, I would yeah. too. It's such a great joke. It's such a great um, little bit of humor. Um, and then they subvert it by by her just being like, well, this is where I die. Time for me to. <laughs> yeah, I, think, <laughs> yeah. I think for me, my favorite thing, my favorite part of it, because mm. it's very sweet but also very funny at the same time, mm. is how all of Lars's crew like sees Sadie and they act like they're seeing the second coming of Jesus. Like she's such this oh, yeah. figure to because them. Because Lars just talks her on about sight. Sadie. <laughs> And it's so it's, it's sweet. It's as so fuck. sweet. So cute. It's so sweet. And I want them. I want what I want the best for them. I do, oh, but I do not I would think. Like, I want them to find a way to make it work. I, I think something. I think that would be kind of funny. Uh, thinking about it is considering how much Lars talked up Sadie, despite how nervous he is around her, because he did have a bit like he still had that like 
awkward puppy kind of attitude when they when they met up for the first time, and Sadie had it too. Mm-hmm. Would be as uh, would be if Sadie hung out with um, off colors, and they kind of like they were like they were like not like reviewing her as a god, but they were like talking her up like she was some kind of celebrity, and she's just kind of sitting there like, is this everything that like Lars was like saying about me while Aww. he was in space? Like her kind of seeing that that side of Lars without because we know Lars wouldn't actually like open up about all that stuff to her immediately, but I think that would be a really clever way to introduce that concept to their relationship. I think, I think ultimately with Lars and Sadie, we can boil like the whole thing down to one question: Yeah, is Lars and Sadie's relationship the story of two people learning that? They have to grow apart from each other, or two people learning they have to grow in order to be together. And only the Crooniverse knows the answer to That's that true. question. Uh, to to bounce off of what Natasha said, let let us, the Ringo Zone, write this episode of Steven Universe, because what should happen is... Um, uh, Sadie's band and the off colors should do like a like a leader switch episode where Sadie hangs out with the off colors and Lars hangs out with the cool kids again and then they and I'm sure Sadie's been talking about Lars to her band you know so it would be just like a really a really good way for them to break the ice with each other about like how they feel about one another and like of course they've already kissed but like you know they're both still teens so it's like difficult to talk about stuff and, like, if they did it like that, then, you know, the gems have no reservations and neither do the cool kids. So I'm certain that that would be, like, a just, like, a really, uh, it just seems like a really sweet way to, to air out what these two poor kids might have been dealing with while Lars was being dead in space. But it Speaking sounds nice. of what kids are dealing with while Lars is in space, Jungle Book! Yes, Bones. while Lars is in space. All right, let's 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 get into it. Um, unless you guys have any other final thoughts about the ending. I, I think I think I'm good, Natasha. I think I'm okay. You're good? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, so Jungle Moon, uh, I think, it, first off in general, just I think it was really cool to have, like, an episode that's entirely Stevani. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that we were talking the whole time, like, what moments are more Steven and what are more Connie. Oh, it's so clear. Uh, it's so clear which ones yeah. are Steven and which ones are Connie and which ones are both of yeah. them blended together. And it's really fun to, like, play that guessing game as you're watching the episode. Yeah, because I think the, the interesting thing is kind of that, unlike someone like Garnet, who we're used to seeing as Garnet, or, like, the fusions we just don't get many moments with, like, Smoky Quartz or whatever, uh, Stevani's interesting because... We know the two composite characters very well. We know like what's different between them and how they tackle the same situation differently and their individual perspectives. Like I gotta be honest, you know, watching Smoky Quartz, it's I can't see a definitive line in actions between Steven and mm-hmm, Amethyst. Mm-hmm. And then like watching Garnet, like we've met Ruby and Sapphire, and we spent a fair amount of time with them individually but at the end of the day garnet really is just like a different entity unto herself then i think there's a very different approach to writing those characters from those perspectives yeah Yeah. i don't know that we even need to necessarily talk about the why but if if i had to hazard a guess it would probably be because like connie is purely human when we finally meet all of the gems fused with Steven, they are like super distinctly their own personalities. You can't really pick out 
which is a gem and which one is Steven. So it might mm. be because Connie isn't a gem that they're they're still like their consciousness sees. Yeah. It could also be because Steven's known Connie a very short amount of time compared to the gems. He's lived with them his whole life. I think he's uh, known for like two years. I think now. that's actually an interesting perspective, the whole be hung with Connie being human. It just and, throws a wrench in the whole mechanic yeah, of humans it. have like I think uh, I'm not. I'm, I might be reading a bit deep well, into it. Well, that's why we're an, here. That's why we're here. Do it, it's baby. It's a cool concept to think about because humanity is always like in in a lot of media. And if humanity is confronted with an alien race or some other form of life that is not uh, able to humans in biology or mentality, humans are always kind of posed as the more individualistic of uh, any given thing and. Gems are naturally in the writing of the show. They have this sort of like, uh, not literal hive mentality, but they have a much more like group uh, concept to how their existence works rather than humans. And so I think that maybe because Connie is human and she has that individuality to her being a human, her personality uh, kind of sticks out like a sore thumb apart from Savani in that fusion. Yeah, Connie is literally not like physically designed to merge with another being entirely so and you don't really like get the feeling like when you see garnet argue with herself uh like you're you know you're supposed to understand that it is ruby and sapphire arguing with each other but like you don't really like innately see it as that it's because garnet has been painted as her own person and her own identity so you see it as yes it's ruby and sapphire arguing with each other but it feels more like just a person with inner turmoil whereas with stevani because uh, her character design or her character writing is innately built to be this is a combination of two separate entities. Her arguing or them are Stephen arguing with themselves feels like literally yet yeah, Stephen and Connie arguing with each other rather than Stefani having inner turmoil. Yes, yeah, exactly. Which is kind of interesting. The human component always throws a a, a curveball in storytelling yeah. um, when you're dealing with like extraterrestrial life. Speaking of extra human life, um, and I mentioned this during our recording, that when Stevani is on the jungle moon, this is the first time that we have seen alien life outside of the gems. Yeah, Um, something that isn't, yeah. And uh, that kind of knocked me for a loop. We got regenerating antlions, we got quadruped thing, we got bird blob. Yeah, all the things like that are like weirdly unceremoniously introduced in the show, and I kind of like that because you're just, you're supposed to accept that yeah, like you're not supposed to be like, oh my god, aliens are just kind of a thing. It's like, well, yeah, we're introduced that the main characters of the show are aliens, and it's just kind of weird. It's jarring, but it's kind of cool that it's just like, yeah, no, they're aliens. Yeah, what yeah. Fuck, fuck you, they're yeah, aliens. Yeah, that puts uh, we, the audience, in the same position as Stevani because she just kind of like lands on her face and is presented with alien life, and uh, we're right there with her. <laughs> yeah. Really quick, uh, I want to backpedal just a little bit when... Uh, Stevani is crashing, and um, she's asking, like, what is wrong with the ship? And it just answers. It just tells tells her, her, like, all of it. And um, that's super clearly a Steven moment. I think where where at that point she's just like, oh, thanks. That, yeah, that does answer (laughs) my question. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I get. Mm, What? Well, what do I do now? Basically, just hold on. Hold on and hope you don't die. (laughs) <laughs> we get a great little montage of Stevani surviving. How long do we think she was on the jungle moon? I want to say if it's 
Um, I think maybe like a couple days tops. Yeah. Um, I I want to I want to put forward this this algorithm for yes. determining oh, how. Doing math. Oh yes. Oh, oh we're doing. Oh, no, don't bring. We math. are doing um biology math, which is the worst kind of math. So we know that Stephen oh. is fourteen, and we also know that yes. he is um kind of like physically stunted. I'm gonna uh, okay. Wait, so I'm gonna cut you off here because I feel like I know where you're going, and I disagree with okay. it. Okay. Yeah, I know. Weird thing to say. Your reaction and tone is totally appropriate, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I because I, I, I just gotta get this out here. The thing the thing about Savani and the facial hair is I don't think you can use Stevens regular state and regular rate of aging as a factor in this well because think back think all the way back way way back to too many birthdays and how like the thing is we saw steven's physical appearance change and he you know we saw him in various ages and with various states of different lengths of facial hair i think that a lot of steven's kind of like physical appearance is partially based in however old he feels and so steve and connie together as savani like they feel older it's really no, you're not right. a lot of facial hair they have you're right yeah. okay well well uh, i mean i guess i'm literally the only one on the podcast who doesn't have like a real life gauge of how long it takes facial hair to grow so like I mean, it's it's different for everyone. Like, yeah, I know that's yeah. why. Well, I was going, I was going to put forward like, well, if Steven is fourteen, and we can assume that, like, oh god, like mashing his and Connie's like level of puberty together might like equal more than the sum of its parts, and like how like how we think that like a nineteen-year-old Steven, like how long might it take him to grow facial hair and blah blah blah. But let's just call it like a week. I'm d- I'm done with this. <laughs> I'd say, okay, I have actually a good reason to understand that it's probably not more than a week, because I think, because they they, they talk about how they need protein, but they're not exactly in a, like, dangerous position, like, health-wise. Like, it's not like, oh, they are going to, like, get to exhaustion levels pretty soon if they don't eat. It's just like, hey... It's we should Stephen probably being hungry is what that was. Yeah. That was that was the moment. That was the clearest moment I think of Stephen and Connie arguing with each other as Stevani. The back and forth there was just like like night and day, and it was so adorable to watch them be like, "Should we eat the cute thing or should we not?" You know. Yeah. So I think that yeah, considering Stephen or Stevani isn't starving at that point, I think it's safe to say that it can't have been like. More than yeah, a week that I'll they were that. there. I'll buy that. And we, we I guess we yeah. don't know how many granola bars that they packed. Also, I think it's I, like I think it's just like in TV shows you have to use shorthand storytelling to get certain points across. And giving a character like Stevani stubble is just an easy way to do shorthand for time has passed. You're right. You're right. We were talking earlier, by the way. I want I want to get into this. Just like how prepared do we think Connie is for bad things? Because oh, I so feel prepared. like she has read multiple like <laughs> zombie survival books oh, and has sketched the plans for a bunker. Yeah, yes. not begun to acquire the materials. It is unquestionable. It is canon that she is preparing for at least two different types of apocalypses. All right, yeah. great. <laughs> but um, glad we're on the same page. Moving on to them uh, getting into the, the dream, uh, gym the tower. Sequence, yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, I don't know. There's actually not a lot to talk about in this episode. Well, not until not the until end, the end of it. Now, if we recorded as it aired, there'd be a lot yeah. to talk about. We, we already anymore. know everything, <laughs> yeah. so it's just yeah. sort of like, it's stunted by the fact that we have hindsight. It's, it's super clear 
in the dream when it kind of like stops being Stevani and when it starts being Pink's memory. You can actually hear the voice actress Yeah, change. like she starts being irritating, which like we've never seen yeah. from Stevani or Connie. Little bit from Steven, but not in that kind of like loud, the level. Uh, like, you know, give me attention sort of way. Like, right after she says, Oh, I hate when she ignores me. That's like. It is a hard yeah. line in the sand. I do love the yellow dime mom. The dime mom, yes. Dime mom. So then we have the, uh, the pink reveal, the pink diamond reveal. I think at the time I was still taking the show's word that pink actually, that Rose Quartz actually did something to Pink Diamond and that they weren't the same mm-hmm. person. Yeah. So. I think at the time I was just believing that like Steven had the power to tap into some kind of like abstract memory pool or something. Which he, which he kind of does. I, I was thinking it was more just like a nature of the human gem fusion thing that he could just tap into and have this psychic yeah. potential. In hindsight, it was extremely obvious like, oh fucking hell, Steven is having a direct dream from the perspective mm-hmm. of Bing Diamond. That should have fucking clued us in. But they kind of threw it off by having Steven be able to uh, see things from Blue's perspective as well. So it's like, oh shit, Steven just kind of has this ability to see things from the perspective of yeah. other gems. I think it was one of those things that allowed you to sort of keep yourself yeah. tricked even subconsciously. Might I also put forward that he also did that with Malachite, neither of which is a diamond. Yes. I will I will give credence to the writing crew. That was a really clever way to keep people guessing, despite the fact that in hindsight, that was the biggest fucking mic drop of a hint they could have given us. I can't help but wonder... Because the fandom figured it out really fast. Like, before there were really even any clues in circulation, uh, the fandom was like, it's gotta be that Rose is Pink Diamond. So I can't help but wonder that if all of these red herrings were put in place kind of after the fact, like if the crew universe was like, fuck, they already figured it out, what can we do to kind of mislead them so that uh, the reveal still has meaning? And that's something that we're probably never going to know, but I, I think it probably could be possible. I fucking agree, yeah. When Stevani manages to contact Lars through the console again, I I want to really just applaud Lars's voice actor um, because when he says it's good to see you too, it was one of the most sincere sounding things that has ever come out of Lars's mouth, and I just really yeah. appreciate I really appreciate that Lars is finally like comfortable with just being. Friendly. Lars's voice actor is Matthew Moy. Matthew Moy, you done good. That is the yeah, good boy. Good job. I just fucking realized we have never talked about Lars's voice actor, not even like just mentioning his name before. Yeah, and all I mean, the time. In all the no, in all the time we've done this, I've never thought to like look who voices him. Like I knew Sadie was Kate Micucci. Mm-hmm. I know who voices the gems. I know that Sinbad used to voice Mr. Maybe Smiley, it's because we didn't like but... Lars for so long. Yeah, that's almost exactly definitely. Yeah, it. and then by the time we did like Lars, it was <laughs> who thinks to ask. Yeah, exactly. It's then. like we've already been we've, we've been in his, we've been in it for so long. You don't think at a certain point to go back and look. But no, Matthew Moy is the voice actor for Lars. Good job, and he did Matthew. a very good job in this episode. And I appreciate how. How much, how much um, sincerity he is bringing to Lars's character. Are we at final thoughts? Yeah. yeah. All right, who, whom want to go first? My, my final thought is just, I, I just thought this was a very cool episode. There's not much to it, but just, 
I, I would I would have loved to see like a longer, more in depth thing of Stevani surviving in the wild. Like I'd love to see them get to the point where they're like one with nature <laughs> and can commune with the animals <laughs> and just instinctively know and respect each other's territory. Like giving a solemn so, nod to the deer on the other side of the lake and the deer nods. <laughs> exactly back. exactly yeah. that. That's literally the image in my head. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I would have liked to see Jungle Moon, but, you know, like two or three times as long. But I still appreciate what we got. And yeah. I, I, I love Bird Blob. It's I love Bird and Blob. I love it. it is the cutest, still scary thing I've yeah. ever seen. Uh, Natasha, what do you think? God bless Bird Blob. Is that your final thought? Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, Can you blame me? That was so long. God. I guess my final thought is... That this episode is um kind of like an odd back heavy couching of a large reveal, which is Pink Diamond's appearance. And like the entire like first ten minutes of the episode doesn't have anything to do with like the last one minute of the episode, which is really the only bit that's relevant. But that doesn't matter because I still loved the entire episode. So like they they did a yeah. really good job um yeah. just allowing me to spend time with a character in like a, kind of a survival situation that like we've never encountered before with mm. with just like one character, you know. And even though like nothing really nothing happened until like the last 90 seconds of the episode, the whole episode was still like really good and really fun and really engaging and it just made me love Stevani a whole lot more. So, good job Cruniverse. Okay. Hell yeah. So I think we're done? We're done? Yeah, I think so. All right, thanks for listening to The Ringo Zone, the official podcast of The Ringo Zone. <laughs> Fuck, now I have to keep that in. Yes.